and welcome to the Log Pod Podcast, a podcast specifically about the League of Gentlemen plus one woman fantasy football league. If you're not a member of that fantasy football league, this will make no sense and be extremely boring. Please leave. If you are a member, enjoy. Hey everybody, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you're listening. It is Sunday morning at 8.20 a.m. of week 17, which does not matter. And actually, I don't know if you guys knew that next year there's going to be an 18-game season, so we're going to have to adjust, we're going to have to vote at, to move this to a 17-game league. Anyway, just just thinking, or we could do like a two-week playoff or something like that. Anywho, so... Um, yeah, this this episode, I'm not going to go over any games because there are no games. And honestly, I'm not. I don't know how much NFL football I'm going to watch. I know the Cowboys have a chance to make the playoffs, and that's neat for some people. But really, would that benefit them? I mean, come on, come on. Anyway, so uh, yeah, here we are, episode 18, and we're going to talk about. We're going to hand out some awards. We're going to go over what happened with the preseason ranks. If you went back and listened to. Episode 2, not episode 1, episode 1 was about keepers and stuff, so episode 2 I did the preseason ranks, and I don't think I did too bad, uh, there were some that I really completely busted on, but it is pretty good reason why looking at their teams that they drafted, like a lot of injuries and stuff. Alright, so uh, let's get into it. First thing I'm going to talk about is his, the historical data. I updated the historical data, so if you want to go to the website, tinyurl dash log website, L-O-G-W, are all capitalized. I updated the historical data, and it's 10 years of data. Nine years for Michael Urban, because he got into the year a little, year later, and then seven years for Matt Rafer, because he's minus three years. But we're getting some really good trends overall on that historical data. Um, I'm, I'm keeping track of the average rank, and then also the median rank, and then the win percentage, and then the total points, and then the total points versus the average of any given year. And then a lot of, a lot of cool stuff on the historical data spreadsheet, if you haven't checked it out, I recommend it. And just a reminder, first place, the fantasy football expert, his average rank is 3.1. Next is Daniel LaRoche at 5, and then McCann at 5.4, Matt Rayford at 5.43, so if one year, if you beat James McCann this next year, you'll probably move ahead of him. Nick Payne at 5.6, also right there. Then there's a little bit of a gap, everybody else is under 6. Christopher's at 6.3, Smitty's at 6.4, I'm at 6.6, Jordan's at 7.4, Amanda's at 8.1, my dad's at 8.8, and then Michael Urban is at 9.78, which is pretty much 10th as the average rank. Now, there was, after I plugged in 2020's data, there were some changes. Daniel LaRoche went from third place to second place, and McCann went from second to third. So LaRoche popped ahead of McCann. And then the other change was Smitty moved ahead of me uh, from, into seventh place. So Smitty's in seventh, and I'm in eighth now. Eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. Yeah, I'm in eighth. Um, the median rank, which is kind of where, you know, where you end up most of the time, um, I, it's a little bit different. The only real change is I'm ahead of Smitty and Smitty's behind me. Smitty and I are really close when it comes to average rank and median rank. Um, however, in wins, he's up seven. He has seven more wins than I do. Um, yeah, it's just, this, you gotta go look. If you haven't had a chance, go look at the chart uh, for the historical data, very interesting stuff there. 
the percentage, I mean, one of the coolest things is the percentage of times your team is in the playoffs. Fantasy football has made the playoffs 90% of the time. McCann, Rayford, Nick, and Christopher have all made it 70% of the time. LaRoche has made it 60% of the time. Smitty and I have made it 40% of the time. Jordan and Amanda have made it 30%. My dad's made it 20%. Michael Urban has made it one time out of nine years. So that would be 11% for him. And then, like, number of championships is cool to keep track on. LaRoche is still leading the league at three. Um, that is, you know, three out of ten. So he's he's gotten 30% of them. Uh, so, yeah, go go take a look. Very, very cool stuff. Now, I did want to point out one cool thing I'm keeping track of on that historical data is the number of points versus the average in any given year. So if we have, like, one kick-ass year then your high point total shouldn't really mean as much. So it's against the average. And in that statistic, fantasy football expert is by and large winning. He's at 1,409. So he has 1,409 points more than the average over 10 years. And then in second place in that stat is me at 511. And then we have Matt Rayford at 412, which is pretty good considering he has three less... It's really good considering he has three less years of data. So he's probably ranked higher than me in that stat. Um, so he should probably be second when you're looking at per year. And then only like three or f- three other people have something over the average. That would be Matt Rayford, McCann, LaRoche, and Christopher. Nick's under the average, Smitty's under the average, Amanda, Dad, and Urban. So historically, looking at the... Ra- now, the, ra- the way the ranks work is different than the points. I believe the point total doesn't factor in the playoffs points. But, you know, obviously the rank does factor in the playoffs points. Obviously the rank is more important. I wish my rank were higher considering my point total. um, Because rank is where you get your money. That's how you earn your money. So yeah, go take a look at the historical data. Um, Next thing I'm going to talk about is how people did compare to their preseason ranks. So preseason ranks, here is the order from last to first. Dad, Nick. Jordan, Smitty, Urban, Christopher, Rayford, McCann, fantasy football expert, LaRoche, Amanda, me. So I predicted I'd be in first, and I ended up in fourth. I predi- And here's the part where I really messed up the most. And it actually brings us to our first award. Cha-cha-cha. Charmin. The Charmin Award. All right, Amanda, being compared to toilet paper. Your team, I predicted you to get second, and you ended up in last by a lot. And taking a look at your team, it's easy to see why. You drafted Barkley in the first round. You drafted Drew Brees. You drafted Marquise Brown. You drafted Mark Ingram. Your your draft is what killed you. I mean, you made some trades, but honestly, looking at the trades at the end, I'd say you probably ended up a little less than what the trade value was, especially with the Garoppolo trade. However, the trades weren't what killed you. It was the draft. Drafting Mark Ingram in the second round, I mean, he had 320 yards and two touchdowns, and you never knew when it was happening. Barkley getting injured, I mean, he had 38 yards on the year. Nobody saw that. In fact, we're going to go through the rounds here in a little bit, and we're going to talk about all the busts. So, yeah, anyway, I picked me to get first. I got fourth. Amanda to get second. Amanda got last. I picked LaRoche next. LaRoche ended up getting third. Then I picked the fantasy football expert who got second. So, so far, me, LaRoche, and fantasy football expert, I got in the top three, and we were in the top three. 
And then I picked McCann, and McCann had uh, had his like fill of injuries as well. His two running backs, Joe Mixon and Austin Eckler, really hurt him. And he never really had a second quarterback when Minshew was kind of in and out and dropped and whatnot. He picked up Phillip Rivers, and he handled that spot. But Phillip Rivers isn't isn't that great. And then Will Fuller missed those last five games. That hurt as well. All right, and then I picked uh, Matt Rayford. Matt Rayford, I got you one, two, three, four, five, sixth place, and you ended up in fifth place. So that was pretty good. Christopher, I got next. Urban, I got next. Urban, I overvalued. Uh, I thought he'd pick some people up, but he never really did great in that. In fact, he dropped Marvin Jones, who ended up being like a top 15 receiver. Biggest, one of the biggest drops of the year. Uh, and then I predicted Smitty. Smitty greatly outperformed his preseason rank. I ranked him to be eight, um, and he ended up being in first, which everybody knows about. In fact, that brings me to our next award, the Lucky Charms Award. Heart stars and horseshoes, clovers and balloons, unicorns, rainbows, and tasty red balloons. Seriously? I love me lucky charms. They're magically delicious. Also, that goes along with some random Smitty bashing, for sure. It's the not-so-subtle bashing of Smitty. She's going to appreciate that. So anyway, I predicted Smitty to get ninth, and he actually won the league. However, in total points, he was eighth. So I wasn't that far off, for the record. And then I predicted Jordan... Uh, Jordan didn't get a lot out of Clyde Edwards-Alaire. In fact, he dropped Edwards-Alaire, I saw. Now, Edwards-Alaire is a first-round keeper. I don't think anybody's going to get him, but, yeah, he dropped him, I saw. And then I got Nick Payne down there in 11th. Nick ended up in 6th. That's the next biggest jump up that I missed. And then my dad ended up in... He ended up winning the consolation bracket, which put him in 7th, and I predicted him to be last. So there, Chuck Gurley did a lot better than expected. Now... I mean, we all saw at the end what happened, but anyway. All right, so we got a couple awards. Let's let's take a look at another award. I already talked a little bit about one, and that's McCann's award. One, two, one, two, three, four. Give me a break, give me a break. Break me off a piece of that Give me a break, give me a break. Break me off a piece of that He gets the Kit Kat award. There were a lot of injuries in the first round. I mean. Just about every team had at least one major injury in the first or second round. Um, there are very few exceptions. But McCann had Joe Mixon and Austin Eckler out early and almost the entire season. And so I'm going to give the Kit Kat Award to McCann because he didn't have any running backs to speak of pretty much all year. And he still did okay, but not, this isn't about that. And then he also had Will Fuller in a PED situation. The next award I'm going to give is the Bounty Paper Towel Award. So looking at transactions, that's what this award's about. Like who made the best pickup. So it's not about who made the most. Smitty made the most at 52. The next highest was 38 by the fantasy football expert. It's who had the best pickup. So let's take a look at some of the best pickups this year. In order of like kind of how I saw them on people's teams, I saw James Robinson on the Fantasy Football Expert. He ended up being like the number three running back on the year. He, he wasn't there for him in the playoffs, however, um, but he and that was picked, the Fantasy Football Expert picked him up. 
Um, the fantasy football expert picked up a couple other people that looked really good. T. Higgins and then Taysom Hill was a really good pickup. So those are really good, really good pickups there. Michael Urban had a couple of good pickups. He picked up Chase Claypool, and then this other one wasn't really a good pickup. It was just good, you know, for you know smack talking. Where you picked up Jarek McKinnon. Really funny how you traded him, and then literally two weeks later he was back on your team. And, I mean, you're gonna, and that kind of guaranteed you to win that with our trade tracker. So good job there. Then I picked up my best pickup was Mike Davis. You know, I. I was lucky to get him early in the year when Christian McCaffrey went out because he filled in admirably. In fact, Mike Davis ended up being the number 11 running back on the year. And that's, you know, being that he missed a game, he um, ended up behind McCaffrey for three games. And so given the situation, that was a pretty pretty awesome pickup on my part. Then, uh, then I had some other pickups that I felt were pretty good, but not like game breaker. Uh, well, hold on, wait, we got to talk about one. The best pickup of the year, I think, was Justin Herbert. I thought Herbert was drafted, and he was not. LaRoche must have picked him up early. So, LaRoche, good pickup there. It's unfortunate that you traded him right away for basically nothing for a backup running back, Latavius Murray, along with, yeah, somebody. Anyway, it was a bad trade, and you know it. Um, And so, yeah, Justin Herbert was the best pickup uh, by far. Uh, James, well, no, James Robinson's up there, too. It's between those two. Um, some other really good pickups. LaRoche picked up Nelson Aguilar, who ended up being pretty good. Uh, Corey Davis picked up by Jordan. That could be a keeper option for him. Um, I also wanted to point out, I had both of those people on my team at one point, And I picked them up and dropped them. Corey Davis, I think, also was picked up and dropped by Smitty. So Corey Davis is like the village bicycle out there. Way to go, Jordan. Uh, spoiled goods there. That should be an award. The uh, You Got a Hooker Award. Anyway. Next one, we got, oh, Miles Gaskin. That was a really good pickup for Nick. J.D. McKissick, my dad. That ended up being a really good pickup. Um, McKissick ended up being 11, 12, 13, 14, 15th running back on the year. Um, also, Naheem Hines I looked at. He's on my dad's team. He was dropped by by McCann. He was drafted by McCann and dropped by him. But, you know, McKissick and Hines... You don't really know when they're going. I mean, yeah, they ended up good, highly ranked, but you're not really sure when they're going to score their points. And that's all. That's never any fun to deal with. Um, yeah. And then the other pickup, uh, Matt Rayford picked up Robert Tanyan, Tanyan, and then he ended up trading him to Amanda. That, I mean, you could argue that you know, got the value out of there when you got Cooper Cup. So that, that ended up being a pretty good pickup. So, who was the best? The best pickup, the Bounty Award, I'm going to give it to the fantasy football expert. He had three really good pickups that kept his team intact. James Robinson, Taysom Hill, T. Higgins. James Robinson was the big reason why that won. The runner-up was LaRoche, but the fact that he traded Herbert away, I couldn't. I just couldn't give it to him on, on that front. So, yeah, good job, fantasy football expert, getting the Bounty Award. All right, I think that's it for the awards for now. We might have one or two. Oh, no, no, we got we got some later. Okay, I wanted to talk about the draft. So it's always fun to go back and look at really good late-round picks and really stupid busts. So the, the first thing I looked at was the best late-round picks, and there really weren't a lot. If you start looking at around 11, the picks start being really iffy. Right, right around pick 11, most of those teams that most of those guys didn't stay on your roster. They were just moved around. So... Uh, the best late round pick was 
probably Justin Jefferson by Nick. He picked Justin Jefferson in what I thought was a really high pick, but ended up really being smart. In the 11th round, in the middle of the 11th round, Nick got Justin Jefferson. And we're all like, well, he played slot and he's not playing slot in the league or whatever. A lot of issues there. And the next one was Mitty selected another rookie wide receiver. This is a great year for rookie wide receivers. And it wasn't the ones you expected. Brandon Ayuk in the 12th round uh, for him. All right, and then the next thing we're going to... Those are the best... I mean, you could look at some other late-round picks. I mean, obviously, you got your high defense and your high kicker or whatever. I don't think that really deserves any any discussion. But Jalen Hurts in the 17th round. Christopher picked Jalen Hurts. Dropped him. He kept him for a long time, but ended up dropping him. That was a good pick um, for you, but you ended up dropping him, so it really didn't do much for you. I also excluded all keepers, right? Obviously... Some people had great keeper value in the late rounds as well. Lamar Jackson in the 15th, Ronald Jones in the 16th. I mean, there's a lot of great keeper values. James Conner in the 13th, although he sucked this year towards the end. He should probably be dropped. I think he has to be dropped. So, yeah, I mean, there I was excluding keepers. Um, yeah, now let's, now let's take a look at, like, the bus, because there were a ton of bus. And I was going to go through, and I was just going to pick, like, four or five of the worst bus but you just can't. If you start going through it, you're like, oh, wow, that's a bust, that's a bust, that's a bust. And you could t- start, you know, deciding that busts are, you know, non-injured to bad players. But the injuries really hurt. I mean, I think that should count. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start looking at some busts. So in the first round, I thought this was very crazy. The first round, Smitty and I have talked about it before. The first five picks were busts. Listen to this. Christian McCaffrey, Ezekiel Elliott, Saquon Barkley, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Michael Thomas. All of those were big-time busts. Edwards-Alaire, I guess, played, and he scored some, but he was not at all. He was definitely not a first-round pick. In fact, you know, Jordan knows that because he dropped him. And then you look further, and then you got Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook. Those are by far the two best people in fantasy football this year. Pick six, pick seven. Big reason why the Roach did well, and Nick, Nick ended up in the playoffs and did, and did something. And then you had Joe Mixon, who sucked. Julio Jones, who did pretty bad. I mean, he had a few okay games, but by and large, he did bad. And then you had the back three, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Josh Jacobs. That's the number one and two receiver. And then running back, I think he's like number six or seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Josh Jacobs is the number nine running back on the year. Now, I mean, you asked Matt Rayford, and he's like, really? Because he wasn't wasn't that great. But there's a pretty big drop-off at running back after the first five, maybe six. Like, well, I'll just go through it. So running back, you had Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry was a keeper. James Robinson. So the fantasy football expert had the number three and number four running backs. And then also later on, he has Kareem Hunt. Aaron Jones was number five. David Montgomery, number six. That was a really good pick this year. I think it was like a sixth-round pick, and he he put it together towards the end. That was really good for him. I mean, it didn't really help much in the playoffs because Nick lost that first game. and he didn't, he didn't do well that first game, but after that, he did really, really well. Then Jonathan Taylor, Kareem Hunt, Josh Jacobs, Zeke, who had a terrible year, apparently was the number 10 running back. I mean, you're looking at that, and Chris was like, what the, really? But, I mean, running back drop-off, Mike Davis was 11th. Antonio Gibson was 12th. Gibson had a really bad start to the year. Nick Chubb, who was injured half the year. 
Kenyon Drake, J.D. McKissick, Naheem Hines, like the running backs get bad. They get ugly quick. So anyway, our first round, pretty much the entire first round was a bust. Over half of them, you were disappointed with the guy you got. And even Josh Jacobs, who I'm considering a positive, he wasn't as great. And Matt Rayford will tell you that. So in the second round, uh, some busts. Kenny Galladay did terrible. Juju Smith-Schuster, Mark Ingram, Odell Beckham. All of those, by the way, in my episode two, I pointed out were bad second round picks. Just wanted to say that. No, not Kenny Galladay. I thought Kenny Galladay was a good pick. But the rest I thought were bad. In the third round, Jordan picked Dak Prescott, which looked like it was going to be like, you know, league winner set. You know, it looked like it was really good until he got injured. Interesting keeper choice there. Then Chris Godwin was in the third round. Todd Gurley, Zach Ertz, Tyler Lockett. Third round was almost as bad as the first round. Five of the guys ended up disappointing. Todd Gurley, though, he ended up being a pretty good running back when he played. He was definitely a top. He was a 24th ranked running back. And, he, you know, the last, like, eight games, he was in mop-up duty, and if any duty at all. <laughs> duty. In the fourth round, some bad picks ended up being Raheem Mostert, Le'Veon Bell, Cam Akers. Cam Akers might be a keeper, might not. I mean, that was a really high pick for him. and It looked like it was validating you towards the end there, and then he got injured, so it ended up not being as great. All right, and then the fifth round, some bad picks. All I mean, a lot of them. You got uh, Marquise Brown, T.Y. Hilton, Zach Moss, Jordan Howard. Woo! Man, he was bad. Um... Anthony Miller, all in the fifth round. Sixth round, Julian Edelman was a really bad pick. But really, if you look at the sixth round, that was one of our best rounds as a a league. You had some really good picks in there. David Montgomery, Jarvis Landry, Darren Waller, DeAndre Swift, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, really good picks in that sixth round. That was where it was at this year. All right, so that was like our, our but and you could keep going, but when when you're drafting in the seventh round, you're really just hoping the guy can be a contributor and... I mean, there were some contributors in that round. There were some duds. Marlon Mack was drafted in that round. You know, Kareem Hunt was drafted in that round. Yeah, I mean, that was a good pick for um, the finish football expert. So we're going we're gonna to keep going here with what I did was I did something really cool. I went through each round, and I found the Gillette Awards. So this is the Gillette Awards team. You're looking sharp. You're looking good. You've come so far And we know how to make The most of who you are Gillette The best a man can get The best a man can get And there were some where I had to make some choices. There were probably some better values in the round. Like the sixth round, for example. Aaron Rodgers, I think, was the best value. He ended up being like a top four quarterback. However, if I didn't get David Montgomery from that round, then I would have been really hurting at running back on this team. So this is a team that you could have drafted if you had no keepers. This is a no-keeper team. So like Derrick Henry, for example, in the third round. He was a keeper, so he's not going to be on this team. So in the first round, we're going to go with Alvin Kamara. If you'd have drafted Alvin Kamara in the first round, you would have been good. In the second round, Travis Kelsey, number one tight end by like almost 100 points. Darren Waller I considered in the sixth round, but like I said, there are a lot of choices in the sixth round. At, and then the third round, I had to, there, were, there was some good value. 
Russell Wilson I considered here. Um, Dak Prescott would have been a consideration if he'd have played the year. Um, but third round was pretty bad overall. Um, I went ahead and went with Calvin Ridley. So, so far the team is Alvin Kamara, Travis Kelsey, Calvin Ridley. Ridley was the number five receiver on the on the year, by the way. All right, then we're going to jump over to quarterback and get Deshaun Watson. The fantasy football acts drafted Deshaun Watson in the fourth round. We're going we're gonna to draft him for this team. The fourth round, too, didn't have a lot of great options. Terry McLaurin, Patrick Mahomes was a keeper, so that wasn't an option. I consider Keenan Allen... Uh, that was a pretty good pick by Jordan in the fourth round. He ended up being a really good receiver. No one really saw what was coming out of um, Justin Herbert, so that ended up working out in his favor. In the seventh round, round seven, we're going to go with Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt ended up being the number, what was it? What did I say earlier? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth number eight running back on the year right now. Fantasy football expert will tell you he's had some stinkers of a week, but overall he's been really good. In the eighth round, C.D. Lamb. Nick drafted C.D. Lamb. Did I say David Montgomery yet? I think I skipped the fifth round too. D.K. Metcalf. I drafted D.K. Metcalf with the first pick in the second in the fifth round. And he the fifth round was not a very good drafted round anyway. He had some stinkers. Marquise Brown, T.Y. Hilton. Zach Moss ended up not being great. Jordan Howard. Antonio Gibson was good. I considered Antonio Gibson for my round, my fifth round pick um, in this little exercise. David Montgomery in the sixth round. He he and Alvin Kamara are going to make our running back starters. Kareem Hunt's going to be the backup there. CeeDee Lamb. All right, now round nine. This is when things start getting bad. Round eight was bad, too. We had to go with CeeDee Lamb. I thought about Will Fuller, but he was a keeper. Um, yeah, there was nobody in the week in round eight who really did great. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders, Rob, oh, maybe Rob Gonkowski, but we already have Kelsey as our tight end. And some higher, like Hawkinson was, was higher later. Anyway, uh, so I think, yeah, round eight went with CeeDee Lamb. He, was, he ended up being the number, right now at this point, he's the number 20 wide receiver on the year. Now round nine, nobody did anything in round nine. Latavius Murray, Matt Breida, Darius Slayton, Carrion Johnson, Preston Williams, Lynn, Philip Lindsay, Gardner Minshew, Tariq Cohen, Mike Williams. Mike Williams was okay, but his rank this year was like in the 50s. I was pretty surprised. I thought he would be better than that. Jalen Rager, Henry Ruggs. And then the first overall pick was Devin Singletary. I put Devin Singletary on the team. Nobody, I, do, I didn't want anybody from this round. This is like a drop for James Robinson sort of thing. Yeah, Devin Singletary was the number 30 running back. Round 10, I went with Kirk Cousins. My dad drafted Kirk Cousins. He ended up being the number 11 quarterback on the year. Good pick. In the 11th round, probably the best pick of the draft was Justin Jefferson. Good job. He ended up, He's right now the number 8 receiver on the year. Ryan Tannehill in the 12th round. He's the number 7 quarterback right now in the league. So good pick. Too bad you traded him away, Matt Rayford. Um, in the 13th round, Christopher drafted at tight end TJ Hawkinson. He's going to be our backup tight end here. And then things start getting really bad. There was basically nobody drafted that wasn't considered to be dropped from week 14 on. Nobody. And so, I mean, LaVisca Chenault was the number 49 receiver by LaRoche. Um, he was dropped and picked up multiple times by a lot of people. I think LaRoche ended up with him on his final roster. But maybe not. 
All right, week fit, and then round 15, Naheem Hines ended up the number 16 running back, but you never knew when, including like week one when nobody even had him on his. I think I don't even know if he was on the team. Yeah, so LaRoche drafted Hines, dropped him, and I think he was on my dad's team. I don't know if he picked him up before that or what. Yeah, and then we're looking at some defenses. Indianapolis defense in round 16, LaRoche drafted him. New Orleans defense ended up the number nine defense. Week seven. 17, round 17 was bad. And then 18th, I'll go ahead and say Young Ko Ku, the kicker, was the number two kicker, and he was drafted with like the fifth to last pick in the league. So overall, if you would have gone in knowing what's going to happen this year, this is the best team you could have drafted. That would be a quarterback, Deshaun Watson, Ryan Tannehill, and then Kirk Cousins is our third. Running backs, you had Alvin Kamara, David Montgomery, Kareem Hunt, Naheem Hines, Devin Singletary. At wide receiver, DK Metcalf, Calvin Ridley, Justin Jefferson, CeeDee Lamb, LaVishka Chanel. A little weak on the depth there at wide receiver, but starting Ridley, Metcalf, Jefferson, that's pretty, pretty freaking good. This team would This team would have undoubtedly won. And then at tight end, Travis Kelsey, difference maker every week. And then TJ Hawkinson for the bye week, I guess. And then I guess Kelsey was out a week. Yeah, so that's the team you ended up with. That's the Gillette best a man can get team. All right, and now the worst team. This is where this is where it gets fun. This will be the last thing we do. And then I'll see everybody at 4 o'clock. So the worst team you draft. This is the team that, like, it's not the worst pick every round because you had to end up with an actual team. Um, with at least three receivers, at least two running backs. Running backs were, I could have picked a running back from just about every single round that completely disappointed. Running back was really tough this year to predict. Um, so yeah, the worst drafted team, you could have ended up, I'm not going to go through each round, but the, this is the team you could have ended up with. Carson Wentz, uh, he was drafted by Nick in the sixth round. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, I drafted Jimmy Garoppolo in the eighth round. I didn't think it was a bad pick then, but he's been awful this year. So bad. I'm so glad I traded him. Thank you, Amanda. And then Tyrod Taylor. Remember Tyrod Taylor? He lost his job in week two because somebody shoved a needle into his ribs, into his lung, and broke his lung, and now, and now he didn't get to play. I mean, what? Christopher drafted him in the 11th round to be his number two quarterback, and that really did not work out. Running back. Oh, my gosh. You have just... Failure after failure. Saquon Barkley, Mark Ingram, Le'Veon Bell, Jordan Howard, Marlon Mack, Tariq Cohen, Tevin Coleman. If you could have come into the year with Saquon Barkley, Mark Ingram, Le'Veon Bell, you would have been looking pretty good. I mean, I know Le'Veon Bell wasn't supposed to be good, but he was still still supposed to be a number two running back with high volume. And Mark Ingram, was last year he had double-digit touchdowns and didn't look like he was letting that job up. J.K. Dobbins hadn't done anything in preseason yet. Oh, there was no preseason. He hadn't done anything to show it's going to be his job. So, yeah, running back really was... I could have put more people on this list easily, especially in the later rounds. People drafted running backs. It didn't matter up the wazoo. All right, wide receiver was tough. Why, you know, it was interesting. There weren't a whole lot, whole lot of busts. Kenny Galladay was a bust in the second round, but I went with Mark Ingram. I mean, in the third round, Chris Godwin did pretty poorly. By the way, both of those are on Nick's team, and Nick still made the playoffs because he had Dalvin Cook. Like I said, everybody had a bust in either the first or second round. 
LaRoche, you could argue, maybe did not. Because he had Alvin Kamara in the first round, Juju Smith-Schuster in the second round. But Juju Smith-Schuster, that's definitely too high for him. Especially when you could have had Mike Evans or Calvin Ridley or Cooper Cup. So, um, yeah, I would call Juju a bust in the second round. Definitely disappointing. The uh, Nick had Dalvin Cook in the first round, and then Kenny Galladay in the second round, Chris Godwin in the third round. So Galladay uh, was a disappointment bust this year, and then Godwin was also not good. Uh, my dad had Julio Jones in the first round, and then DeAndre Hopkins, and then Todd Gurley. So... Julio Jones underperformed this year, for sure. I mean, when he was out there, he was okay, but he had some stinkers of a week, too. All right, and then you got Michael Urban. Michael Urban is probably, well, one of the only people who got a good first and second round pick. He had Delonte Adams and then Chris Carson. Now, Chris Carson did get injured for a while there, so that hurt him a little bit. But even before that, he wasn't doing well, even when he had both of those guys. And then you had the fantasy football expert, who ended up with Tyreek Hill and Allen Robinson and then Derrick Henry in the third round. So, And then Deshaun Watson in the fourth round. I mean, the first four picks really worked out for the fantasy football expert. Allen Robinson, you would hope, would be a little bit better. I mean, he when we did our interview, he said he wished he had gotten Hopkins. But if that's your only regret, no wonder you're in second place. And then, the fan, then um, what's his name? Matt Rayford. Of course, I know your name. You're a great guy. Matt Rayford ended up with Josh Jacobs in the first round, Travis Kelsey in the second round. That was probably the best one-two punch in the first, second round. Um, yeah, but Josh Jacobs, I mean, I talked a little bit about his possible busts. All right, back to that worst team drafted. At wide receiver, you had Nikhil Harry, Brian Edwards, Jerry Judy. None of those were really drafted high. Wide receiver, it was easy for me to wait on. But Jerry Judy was in the 10th round, and he was pretty bad this year. I dropped him. He should not be picked up. Tight ends, the worst tight end drafted was Zach Ertz in the third round by Matt Rayford. That was not a very... Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Zach Ertz was drafted by Michael Urban. My bad. Michael Urban drafted him, and that was not a good choice. And then Minnesota defense was bad, and they were drafted relatively early compared to defenses, so I'll give them a little bit, a little bit of help. All right, and then Dave, Dan Bailey was drafted at all because yeah, he's Oklahoma State. No wonder Amanda drafted him. All right, so that'll be episode 18. I've already got a spreadsheet working with all the keeper suggestions. Um, I'm going to see everybody at 4 o'clock to determine draft order, and once we do that, I'll send out this. Um, I'll put this on the website where you can see your keeper options and the value. And like I said, none of this is official. This is just... Me doing the work and sharing the work because I'm a nice guy. All right, hey, this podcast has been a lot of fun. Thank you for all the all the feedback I got, and we'll we'll pick it up um, probably just as people who are picking keepers next year. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. I'll miss you. Bye.